Today's episode of the Natural Habitat Podcast is brought to you by the memory of Puffer Shades. Where did they go? Where the fuck did Puffer Shades go? We thought they had our backs. First of all, this is what they are. They're polarized sunglasses that you put on your face and they cover up your red eyes. So nobody can tell you hi. But second, they're gone. Gone. Yeah. I don't know what the fuck happened, but the website's down, the Instagram's down, the email is uh, no longer accepting emails, their Twitter's gone, Puffer Shades is gone. You look like you wanted to say something, but I think that you're just surprised and hurt because... You know why? Why? Because heroes get remembered, but legends never die. That's true. And also, trouble is temporary, but stories are forever. So, that's why Puffer Shades will always live on in our memory. Because Puffer Shades was one of the greatest companies. They brought us laughs. They brought us love. And now, they bring us nothing because Puffer Shades is gone. So don't go to PufferShades.com today because you won't find anything. If the website comes back up, we'll let you know. But until then, our deal with Puffer Shades is donezo because Puffer Shades is Dunson. Dunson. I stole that thing from you. Dunson. You say Dunson, and I was like, I'm going to take that. Every time you say you're fucking Dunson, it reminds me of Munson from fucking Kingpin. It's always what comes to mind. Uh, anyway, let's get into this episode. It's Saturday, Saturday matinee. Saturday matinee, bitches. The Sandlot, one of one of the greatest, most feel good movies in the world. So, you ready? Boom. <laughs> Yo, what's up, YouTube? How YouTube. in the fuck is... <clears throat> I got something in my throat right away. <laughs> right off the bat. Yeah. Right out the gate with fucking throat difficulties. My You're bad. You're killing me, Smalls. Mm-hmm. Oh. Oh. Oh, I see what oh. you did there. That's from today's film. Yeah. Wow, that was some sneaky shit. Welcome sneaky, to the Natural sneaky. Habitat Podcast, everybody. My name is Mikey Booyah. My name is Benny the Jet. Rodriguez. Yeah, and I don't know how many times I've heard somebody say, "You're killing me, Smalls," and right. not reference the Sandlot movie. I or mean, it at is. Least know that that is where that came from. Yeah, they just say it. Yeah, and it's like uh, you know, a lot of uh, a lot of older cats, a lot of older people say that shit, even though this movie is from like it's from '93, right? Something I think so. Like yeah, '93. And uh shit Jay. Let me just get a holy shit Jay. Holy shit Jay. Right? Yeah. That's fucking crazy. Yep. And it stars one of my one of my favorite child actors, a forgotten um child actor, and that is Patrick Renna, who is the big orange kid that mm-hmm. is in all the movies in the nineties. He was in the big green. He was in uh this movie, he was in something else, and now he lives in my apartment complex. And nice. I I always see him waiting for the bus. Really? Yeah, it's uh it's totally him, a hundred percent. So, um, yeah. if you want to, to him, see if he wants to come on the show. Yeah, if you want to come to California to apartments, then um, in California that really narrows it down. <laughs> then then you could see him too. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Fuck yeah! But uh, this is I I love movies like this. We talk about them a lot. They they often make their way into the list. Um, these like these feel good, fucking like. Uh, it it kind of like uh, it shows the greatest parts of being a kid. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because everybody's had these moments where you you meet up with this group of people, you guys like for whatever reason start hanging out, do something that's actually productive in your childhoods instead of just you know smoking weed under a bridge somewhere. And, yeah, and uh, I, I think all these really stem from like. <clears throat> 
some people's personal experiences and stuff too, you know, like, um, like some of the stories is like people just looking back and drawing from their own childhoods and stuff. And you got to think before pre-internet and stuff like that, kids' childhood were way different. You know what I'm saying? Like everybody was outside the house. Your parents would lock you out all day, say, go, you know what I'm saying? Go play, get the fuck out of here. You know what I'm saying? Because they don't want to be bugged or whatever. They didn't have no way to get the kids out of their ass. Yeah. So it's like, I don't know. It, it was a different time. So I'm um, trying to uh, imagine this time setting was probably very similar. You know, at the time that this takes place was what, like the 60s or the 50s or something? What, what was it? Uh, yeah, I think so. What is, what's going on over there? Is there some sort of homeless man in the corner? I don't know. Some homeless guy? Yeah. If that's... The, I, I, that's who I think it is. That's Coldfinger, right? And he's waiting to uh, wait, waiting to record this episode of this new show we got coming out. Yeah, you need to tell him to take his throat outside or <laughs> shove a cock in there or something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But uh, we, smoke, we smoke that good loud over here. Make your throat loud when you cough. He he's been working on that on that rosin, huh? Yeah. Oh shit! That's what people don't know about Coldfinger. He was on uh, he was on Guess That Theme Song recently. And this guy is a rosin tech master. He's and been, he's on fucking fifty million thousand. Yep. And on fifty million thousand. He's 000. coming on our new new show. Don't new drop new it. Movie. Don't say nothing. <laughs> on the <laughs> on the beep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, uh, bef- before we get into this film, why don't we get into a smoke sesh? I got one of my favorite tracks uh, that I always love when it pops up in a movie, and it. It it awesome awesomely enough is in this film, so let's do that. Jitterbug. <laughs> is that it? No, it is, but it's kind of close. Oh. That's not a bad guess. That's probably on my list. But um, everybody out there, if you'd like to smoke with us, now is the time to flick your bics, snap your pics, and hashtag them NHP Smoke Sesh. We can all smoke together. <laughs> In the jungle, the mighty jungle, the lion sleeps tonight. In the jungle, the mighty jungle. The tokens. That was the tokens with the lion <laughs> sleeps tonight. Nice. How you feel about that song? Are you a fan of it? I feel like Tarzan. Sorry, man. I don't. I don't mean to. I don't mean to have dead air or anything. But my phone's been like blowing up. Yeah, my shoes too. Yeah, it's like I turn it on silent, but it just keeps fucking ringing and buzzing and shit. Hold on. I'm sorry. We'll edit this out. My bad. My B. Uh, they're telling me to turn on the news. Everybody keeps telling me to turn on the news. So, uh, I'm sorry, man. I don't mean to like break up the flow of the show or anything. You know what I mean? I know we were on a roll, but I'm just gonna turn on this radio over here and see what the fuck is going on and everybody's talking about. Well, turn it up. I want to hear it. All right. Uh, how do you even work this thing, man? What the fuck is like? <laughs> how do I? If it's not digital, I don't fuck with it. Ouch. What the fuck? <coughs> uh, is it faxing somebody? I don't understand. Like Amber, Amber or something. Uh, 
I think this thing's broken. The following message is transmitted at the request of the Indianapolis State Police Department. What? Civil authorities have issued a warning for the following counties, Hendricks and Marion. At 2.35 p.m., reports from these counties have issued an outbreak of a highly contagious virus. Some reports claim the outbreak started in the Hendricks and Herion County hospitals. Symptoms of this virus include loss of coordination, confusion, and eventually, certain death. Reports have also claimed that those infected have acted out in an extremely violent behavior. Citizens are extremely advised to avoid anyone with these symptoms. At this time, these counties are under quarantine until further notice. As a safety precaution, nearby counties are advising citizens to stay in their homes until the situation is dealt with. Stay tuned for further details as they follow. Okay, all right, okay, so... That, here, get out of here. What did that... That said, like, any Indianapolis or something like that? What does that have to do... So this is like some War of the Worlds, Orson Welles type, like, fake shit. I don't know. I don't know what the hell's going on, but, uh... Let's, uh... Oh, let's see... Okay, there's definitely zombies outside. <laughs> there's a whole bunch of fuck. We gotta get the fuck out of here. Let's get in the back room. All right? All right. Come on. All right, close the door. Close it up. Oh, shit. What in the fuck? Are you fucking serious, man? That Did you see that? Crazy. I think that this shit's for real. I think that this, I think it actually happened this time. I think that the zombie outbreak is actually fucking happening. I saw zombies or crackheads. I'm not sure what it was, but it was one of the two, and they were out there, and they were bloody in the hallway. Our new executives, Pat and Nat, I think they're dead. We just met them today, and they're dead. And I, I don't know, man. Let's, let's turn this radio back on. Let's see if we can find anything else. Medical authorities in Cumberland have concluded that in all cases, the killers are eating the flesh of the people they murder. Repeating this latest bulletin just received moments ago from Cumberland, Maryland, civil defense authorities have told newsmen that murder victims show evidence of having been partially devoured by their murderers. Well, I think it's fucking happening, dude. I've talked about it forever, and the zombie outbreak is here. Dude. You just gotta have a plan. You know what I'm saying? Like, honestly, I think we would be fine. I think we'll be just fine. You got your backpack, right? Yeah, I got everything. All right, cool. I'm glad that we keep these back here. We got our little, uh, we got our little survival packs. And, uh, I think that, you know, one of the, one of the most important things in a situation like this, this still could be fake. You know what I mean? I'm not sure. But, uh, I think that we're just gonna stay here. For well, let's the, just for the say, time let's being. just say, for the sake of whatever, let's just say that this was the real scenario. You know, yeah, I mean? it, very, like this, it very well could be. This, this really happened. All of a sudden, I gotta relax. This I gotta, shit just happened. I gotta take a hit. Hold on. You keep going, you know? but I'm gonna yeah. hold on. <laughs> like all of a sudden, out of nowhere, you get this weird amber alert or this fucking tsunami warning. Tsunami drill. Hashtag tsunami drill. Uh, I think um, amber alerts and, are for missing kids. Well, it is, but it's still the emergency broadcast system. So yeah. the shit pours through. It takes over everything, and all of a sudden you get this fucking warning. And there's this virus. that They're not even saying what it is, right? It was real vague. It would be something similar to that. You know what I'm saying? Because think about this. By the, time, by the time the government says anything, it's almost too late. Yeah. If you really think about it, because historically... They, they don't want to incite riot or incite panic. So they wait until the last minute, until they have to, because by the, that time you're going to panic anyways. Yeah. So they give you, they give you like that last five to 10 minute warning or whatever, but that's it. They don't give you anything really past that because it would just cause pandemonium across everything else, you know? So it's a crazy situation. It's a crazy situation, right? Like if if the shit was to go down and you're in a big city, you're fucked. Yeah, and it's like, you know, people feel like uh people feel like they would be safe with you know, the government or authority figures or whatever it may be. 
but you never know what's going to happen. You know what I mean? If there actually is some sort of virus outbreak that's highly contagious, makes you aggressive, and you know it's spreading throughout a city, and if a government team does come in, they're most likely just gonna you know liquidate everything or you know exterminate everyone and just kind of clean everything up. If you come out and you're like, hey, help me. You know, they most likely will not help you. They'll most likely shoot you. And if they don't shoot you, they're going to put you in some sort of fucking FEMA camp that's full of all kinds of people. And everyone's going to be eating astronaut food, fucking getting raped <laughs> like it's the Superdome and shit. We ain't got no time for that. Yeah. Imagine. Imagine what this shit would be like. Like, if you don't have a plan, if you don't have some type of idea of what to do, you're fucked. If you're not, if you're the type of person that, that has a fight gene, I I don't know. I feel bad for you. You know what I'm saying? If you're going to try to stick around and fight some zombies, you're not going to live long. Yeah, that's what, you know, I'll constantly talk to, like, my friends and people, and they say things like, uh, like oh, I can't wait for the fucking zombie apocalypse to come. <clears throat> I can't wait. Fucking come bring me a zombie. And they, like, talk about how they're just going to be like, oh, I got this gun at home. Or I'm going to fucking find a sword. I'm going to get a sword. You know what I mean? Good luck finding a sword that's not going to break when you <laughs> chop into something that's around here. You know what I mean? It's For like sure. we're not in Japan. You can't just find a good sword. And uh, so, like, people just are talking about how they'll just be in the middle of the street, chopping up zombies and shit. And it's like, yeah. no, I'm going to be running and hiding. Yeah. And, I'm gone. Gone. Yeah. Gone. You got to be worried about As food. soon as they <laughs> said something, I'm gone. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I'm not fucking waiting. You know what I mean? Like my instinct is to go. There's nothing salvageable. Why wait? Lock up your shit. Hope it's still around one day. If you got time to come back, then dip. You get gone. You know right? what I'm saying? Most like just there's only there's a, there's not really much you could take with you that's worth it because nothing's gonna be worth a shit. You know what I mean? Like there's really you gotta have if you if you're gonna have like a real type of backup plan and you can afford it, then you're fucking you're stashing everything somewhere else already at your backup plan. Like if you if you're rich, you got a fucking house up in the mountains, and you got your, all your food and water and everything up there already. So like that part of the equation is fucking done, son. All you gotta do is just fucking go, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but for people like us, we have to create our own type of getaway. We have to we had to we had to stay level headed, and think, like. Critically, like, like, where are we gonna go from here? Where, what's our first stop? What's our second stop? What's our third stop? Where are we going? Why are we going? When are we going? You know what I'm saying? We need to go right now. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. And there's... just dip and run motherfuckers over by any means, whatever. Like, <laughs> I don't know. If you're in a city, if you're in a city, I think if you have like scooters or something. Yeah. You know what I mean? Scooters are are. Uh, like a motorcycle or a fucking um, or even, bicycles, yeah. even some crazy super bicycles or whatever. And, yeah. and even a bicycle would be better than a car because you got to worry about everybody trying to leave at the same time. There's going to be a lot of congestion in the road. There's going yeah, to be a lot of accidents. All traffic will be gridlocked. All traffic yeah. will be gridlocked in the city. There won't be nowhere to go. Yeah, all the roads will be fucked. So, you know, with a bike, you could kind of weave in and out and shit. On a scooter, you got a motor. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. I mean, like, it's not crazy, but you could pack a fucking gallon of gas on your back or something. Yeah, and, and just dip and fucking. And you go gotta take your tank about, runs out, fill it up, and go again, and fucking, and at least have a huge head start. You know. Yeah, because we were, uh, we we were. We we weren't talking about this before because we had no idea that this was gonna happen, but uh, <laughs> I I actually read somewhere that. You could turn a uh, a fucking Prius or a hy any hybrid car, the battery that they have, you could turn it into a reliable generator, and it works. Uh, it works a lot better. It's more gas efficient than your standard generator. You know what I'm saying? Uh -huh. This guy made it. Some guy did it. Made it five days with like a fridge, lights, all kinds of shit hooked up i want to yeah fuck it i'm not gonna find it but uh he had all this shit hooked up to it ran it for five days on three gallons of gas and with all of this congestion and all these cars everywhere 
you would be able to find gas. You, it would be easy to just siphon gas out of cars all over the place because that's not really the first thing that people would think of. It would be up there, but you know, if you have a scooter, you'd be able to refill gas anywhere as long as you have a hose with you. And you got to think about, you could ride a bicycle and not have to worry about gas, but then you're going to have to take in a lot more carbs if you're going to be traveling a distance on that bicycle. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, you can't yeah, be. Food or something. Yeah, you yeah. can't be eating barely anything and riding a fucking bike all day because you're gonna overexert yourself, and then the zombies are gonna come and you're not gonna be able to run, and that's uh, it's all kinds of weird shit that you gotta think about because you think about it when you first hear about it and you're like, fuck zombies, you know, I'm just gonna barricade myself, and then like, you know, if I find one, I'm just gonna hit it in the head with a blunt object because that's what people say, but then you gotta think about like, and then what? You know, you don't really think about the and then what until you are like getting really deep in some shit. And a lot of people don't think about it until it's already happened. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Same with anything else in life. You know, it could be, you know, your car's about to take a shit and you're just not worried about it. But when your car breaks down, then what are you going to do? Some people wait till yeah, last so minute. People got like a fucking, they got a thought in the back of their mind usually, you know what I'm saying? But they you gotta got, act They got on this it. backup plan in their head and they're like, oh yeah, well, I'll just change the tire or I'll just fucking call a tow truck or whatever, but people don't realize motherfucking zombie shit happens. Oh, that's and gone. The, and the zombies could just be a fucking metaphor for any, any threatening thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, if you got to dip, you got to fucking go when it's time to go. And, and especially fucking zombies, too, you know? You just got to go. So, I don't know. I think what's what's the most essential things? I have five. What do you think What do you think yours would be? I have five most essential things that, that would be the most valuable to somebody if they're trying to have... Um, any chance of surviving? Uh, shit. Well, I'm going to say that definitely you would want some sort of like first aid kit or something like that. Not for zombie related things, but just in case if, you know, you got to think about there's also not going to be hospitals or doctors. Everything's going to be overran and everyone's going to be infected there. So if you get a small cut that gets infected, then you're not you're gonna have to fucking lose your arm. So it's important to have that shit. Uh, definitely some form of like some sort of plan for purifying water would be like another big thing that I would think of. Cause you can only go, you know, so long without water yeah. before your shit starts shutting down. And I mean, like a weapon, of course, some sort of weapon. Definitely, yeah, so that's, some that's, some I don't like have to some I don't have to reload. Yeah, those are the same exact things. I have food, water, weapons, medicine, and gold. Because if nobody's your money's not going to be worth shit. Nobody's going to care about money. Yeah. But people are always fooled by gold. People are always enticed by gold. Yeah, that's so weird. Because if it was me, I probably wouldn't take the gold. If someone was like, "I have all this gold, and if you give me half of your ammo, I'd be like, fuck no." I don't want your gold. Like, what the hell is that going to do for me right now? You know what I mean? Yeah, but I mean, like, it's a good barter. Yeah, it is. I didn't. I wouldn't think about it because you. Yeah, a lot of people would be interested. Would fall for it. So yeah, that's what you know. A lot of people don't think about it because they get all gung ho, but you really need to think about food and water. And then people. Uh, another big misconception is canned food, because people are like canned food. It's non-perishable. It'll fucking, you know, last forever. But if you're traveling. Yeah. How you going to carry it? Yeah. Canned food's very fucking heavy. Like, you're not going to be able to carry Yeah, it. you got 10 That cans. shit's only good if you're like in a bunk, in like a, a bug out scenario. You know what I mean? Like you're in a bunker somewhere. You got to, you you're stocked up and you know nobody could get to or whatever. Then, then that scenario works. But. You know, on a on a mobile scenario, that's really not a possibility. You're gonna have to have like, you're gonna have to have like rations, yeah, something like that. Yeah, that's uh, the only thing you'd be able to. One carry. of the one one of the one of the things that I would think is like dehydrated food, like military rations, 
Yeah. Or like astronaut food. You know what I mean? Some shit like that that you could just add water to. I'm sure it would be fine. Yeah. But then that that takes out of fucking whatever water you got to carry too. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. I mean, like that's. But, it, uh, it just it just all depends on what what you got. It reminds like, me of. I saw this this thing that these guys invented. I was in a YouTube hole like a week ago watching like, you know, five crazy things that you didn't know existed and all these new inventions and shit. And uh, there's these guys that made a water bottle that there's two different ones, but it uses, it condenses the air and uses the humidity in the air and makes water and fills itself up. And there's one that you could attach to your bike where your water bottle goes and as you're riding your bike the air is forced into the hole and because it needs the pressure you see what i'm saying so like the air is forced in and it fills up like that or there's one that you take the wrap it's like a thing wrapped around it you take it off and you set it out and it's a solar panel and you hook up a fan on top of it and that forces air in and the bottle fills in like 45 minutes so if you could get something like that and just have it in your backpack, like in your emergency kit, then you could always have water. You could have a full, you know, 12 well, ounces of these, water. Uh, there's these new straws now that you can take with you that you can, that'll filter any water and make it drinkable. Yeah, that's what, you could also make those out of, out of straws or like reeds, like bamboo and shit and stuff it. Like one of the, one of the most natural things is, uh, is coal or ashes. If you have a fire, you take coals and ashes along with dirt and grass and shit and stuff it into some sort of tube or a sock. Or uh, I read a thing about making it with bark. You take bark from a tree and wrap it into a funnel and you stuff all that shit in there and the coal catches all the contaminants and bacteria and then you can drink what comes out of the bottom. So there's all different ways to do it. There's also tablets, water purification tablets. You just scoop water out of the river and put a tablet in there and it kills everything. So you can get those at like in the camping section of Walmart. You know what I'm saying? I got some there. They're in my backpack right now. Yeah. Man. So, uh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, was that a zombie? <laughs> it was. The They're trying to get it. Uh, I, I think that we need to take a breath and um, smoke. We need to have a smoke sesh. Yeah, all right. Well, I got another... Uh little clippy <laughs> you got another little clippy huh yeah all right well i think um because i had one of my questions for this would be like you know like how would it how would zombies really affect people in real life you know what i mean because the f zombies is a fictional thing really you know, like, hey, you could only get it by being bitten. That's not real. That'll never be real, you know? Yeah. Like, I don't, that's not. Yeah, if it really was a virus, a traditional virus type thing, then there's all different ways you can get it. Yeah, exactly. And then that's what I want to know. Like, uh, you know, like, that's what the type of thing I was questioning was, like, how how susceptible would we be to it? What forms would it take? You know, what, what in, in historical zombie things, like, you'd see... Maybe dogs would turn into zombies sometimes, whatever. But then you look in real life, and there's there's some already parasites and other things that make things take zombie-like properties. And there's a lot of things that have these type of effects. There's even things in animals like rabies and other things that really um, kind of take over your mental and everything, too. So it's and physical and everything you know so it's crazy it's it's crazy that um it's so close to being a real life scenario we should have to like really think about it in those terms you know think of it as like how would it would it really affect would it get to like would it be able to affect any animal would it be able to get down to a fucking a rabbit would it be get to a frog or a cricket or a fucking mosquito or a fly? It's all for sure probably a parasite, you know, for sure. If it's a virus, for sure, probably like bacteria, some type of bacteria somehow. 
how would it get injected by something that's already infected or like what we, you know what I mean like it depends on like what form the virus takes really yeah I'm, I'm sure so it's a trip but you got to think like if if the zombie virus really came how the fuck would you get away from it you have to go somewhere where there's really no place for it to exist you know what I mean somewhere where it just is inhabitable for it you know like up up in a colder environment or like up in a fucking you know a place where it's real rural like they say in the study they said that um what like the cities would go down super quick Mm -hmm. but it would take weeks to get through to like residential areas and then the the more sparse and far spread out it would be, the harder it would be for zombies to get. And the harder it would be for zombies to multiply because everything would be so spread out. And it, like, it said it would take like a month. If, if New York City went down in, a couple, in like a day or two, it would take a month to get upper New York State. Yeah. And then like they say that like the... the safest place to be is like up in the Rockies or something where it's going to take the longest for it to... Yeah, there's not going to be a high population of people. It's going to take zombies fucking just randomly aimlessly or aimlessly walking around. It's going to take them a long fucking time to make it to the Rockies. Yeah, and then (laughs) another thing I always always think about too is the fact that zombies die and become reanimated, right? Yeah. How can they live... You know what I'm saying? Like, how can they live if they fucking are dead? They can only live until they, like, decompose, right? Like, how long does it take to decompose? Yeah, that's what uh, another thing I was reading in um, uh, the Zombie Survival Guide by Max Brooks, that uh, a zombie, like, you know, as a- after it dies, its body is decaying as if it's dead. So it gets weaker and weaker and the muscles are atrophying and rotting and a zombie can only do as much as its body will allow it it's not fucking superhuman powers like uh like the pirates on fucking the ghost pirates on pirates of the caribbean you know what i mean <laughs> yeah for sure that's what i mean like if it's, yeah. if it just takes over the host it yeah. could only last as long as it takes for the host to decompose i'm mm-hmm. sure so like eventually the virus will come to an end yeah once once you let it cycle through and fucking infect people, because some people are going to be hiding out and then get caught, you know, a month down the line and then get infected and then be zombies for a while. You know what I mean? Yeah. So and you got to let all the cycles. Like, some people have like crazy genes that fucking won't even get them. Yeah. You know, like, I don't know. Some people just don't. Yeah, some, I'm sure that some people would be resistant to it. Yeah, and we just have to find them, and like that's always part of like their cure plans, you know, cure plan. Cure plan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you gotta find that guy. You gotta find that the guy that's immune to it. Yeah. And then you fucking uh, you figure out the cure from his blood. Yeah. All right, I'm gonna play clips. Get your smoke on. Oh shit. Despite what many believe, zombies do not exclusively exist in the realm of science fiction and our planet is currently home to a number of them. Here are 10 zombie animals. Number 10, pill bugs. The unwitting little crustaceans are used by parasites as a means of upgrading their living environments. The opportunistic worms want to reside inside the digestive tract of a starling, so they take control of the bugs' brains and lead them straight into the paths of hungry flying birds. Yeah. Number nine, cockroaches. Conjuring up sympathy for the pests can be tough, but what wasps do to some of them is truly grisly. Venom injected into the roach paralyzes it. The conscious yet immobile creature is then dragged to the wasp's lair, filled with eggs, and forced to carry them to maturity. Once the larvae hatch, the live cockroach serves as a food source for them. Number eight, South American fire ants. The parasitic larvae that occupy these creatures and eventually eat their brains do so without giving any indication that their hosts have lost control. The affected ants keep working until their master's late developmental stages. They are then forced to find a comfortable place to nestle and wait until the pupa becomes flies and emerge. <laughs> pupa. I think those are the ones. Those are the fucking zombie ants. Yeah, that fucking yeah. climb up in the trees and shit and then drop the spores down or whatever. Yeah. 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 
That shit's crazy. Yeah, shit fucking sprouts out of their head. Yeah. Why not? Yeah, yeah why not? Yeah, Damn, see, nature. What, you scary. <laughs> that's what I mean. Like, that shit makes it seem like there could be a possibility of it happening sometime. Something, some type of something mutating or transforming or whatever. You know, like, there's, there's shit... There's shit buried under the ice out there that we haven't seen in fucking millennia since dinosaur eras and shit because it's been stuck under ice during the ice age and shit. You know, it's like you never know what's in that fucking. Imagine what a fucking. Imagine what a uh, dinosaur mosquito looked like. That thing's probably the size of a fucking Volkswagen. Yep. <laughs> and I, it's like, I, you know, that's a super exaggeration, but I mean, like, maybe it's probably the size of a bird, probably. You know what I mean? Like, imagine, I don't know, like, everything back then was bigger because uh, everything was so oxygenated. So, like, even insects were bigger. Everything had to be bigger, you know? Yeah. Freak and, uh, size. I was, um, I was watching this, uh, some, some Netflix show from Travel Channel, and they were talking about, uh, this place it's called the nazi lines and it's yeah. all those like fucking symbols that are like drawn yes yeah, the nazca lines nazca yeah. lines that's what it was not yeah. the not the nazi lines yeah and so. uh good good job on the fact checking yeah yeah man um it was uh it was talking about <coughs> they went to one of the old temples where they fucking used to live and shit and it was like this big area that was all uncovered and there was like sand all piled up all over it and the dude said that it was only 4% of what was out there that there was all of these structures and buildings just under the sand that had been covered by dunes yeah. and there's no excavating teams out there excavating them there was a fucking cemetery that was 3 miles long and just filled with bones that were all just being unearthed by the winds it's the same thing in Egypt. It's the same thing where all the big fucking dunes are that have just been like tra the dunes like travel. You know what I yeah. mean? Like they they fucking move across the ground like and they'll uh, just swallow ice, shit. ice sheets or some shit. Yeah, it's crazy how much history we have on the planet, man. It's nuts. Yeah, fucking few thousands of years. Mm -hmm. You know how much we made? It's crazy. Yeah, man. Crazy shit. Seven mud crabs. The evil villain in this story is a barnacle. Once the female invader successfully gains entry into a crab, she carves out a nice living space and then invites males of her kind over for a wild mating party. During this process, crabs lose their own reproductive abilities, as well as their will to be anything other than a home to barnacles. Number six, spiders. Instead of building their future babies a home, wasps manipulate spiders into doing it. The wasp lays an egg on one. Once able, the larva takes over the spider's mind, commanding that a secure web be built so it can continue to grow in peace. That's crazy. Number five, wood frogs. The North American dwellers have perfected the art of freezing themselves to the brink of death. Eventually, they thaw out and continue living. Number four, killifish. After being born in a bird, passed to a snail, and maturing a bit, parasites move along to this swimmer to carry on with the process of growing up. When they're ready, they compel the fish into dangerous open waters where they're easily caught and eaten by birds, and the cycle begins again. When you're standing in the marsh here, just even on the bank, and you look down at these infected killifish, you can see them quite easily. Number three, crickets. The hopping insects are prone to getting STDs of the worst kind imaginable. Once infected with the virus, what? their desire to copulate increases, resulting in the quick spread of the condition throughout the cricket community. Further, the contagion renders both genders sterile, leaving the crickets to continue mating <laughs> until they die out. Number two, honeybees. As if bees aren't facing enough modern survival problems, they're also under the constant threat of being consumed from the inside out by grubs. The grubs fly parents and plant them in the worker bees as eggs. Once hatched, the young feed on the host, possibly pushing the bee to flee the hive and die. Number one, caterpillars. Once again, wasps' hands-off approach to child-rearing results in devastating consequences for others. Baby caterpillars are pumped full of wasp eggs, and both parasite and host grow bigger together. After the intruders vacate, the caterpillar is left with an odd sense of loyalty to them, providing both protection and defense. 
So nature's crazy, right? Fuck yeah. Nature's scary as shit. Crazy shit everywhere. And these are lightweight, like, real-life zombie-like things that are happening to creatures everywhere. And rabies happens to, like, other animals like dogs and other shit like that. You know, here's, here's some... There's a thing called sleeping sickness. You heard of that? I think I was reading something about it earlier. Yeah, and that makes people like zombies. It gives them fucked up speech. Um, um, it's something to do with like parasites invade their brain. And then, I don't know, they can't concentrate. They become irritable, slurred speech, stop eating. Man, that's some crazy Every, shit. Everything fucks up. That's what one of my one of my biggest fears is having like some sort of parasite in my brain or like a tapeworm. Like when they take tapeworms out of people that are like fucking 12 feet long. Yeah. And how they just eat everything that you eat and you're not getting any of your nourishment and like it creeps me out, dude. Worms in the brain are like the craziest shit cuz it fucking happens. It happens all the time. You can get it from eating fucking raw pork you can get worms in your brain and uh i actually i saw something that was about this kid that got worms in his brain and they told him that uh that you get it from eating raw pork but he was jewish and their whole family was kosher so they didn't eat pork at all and uh the only other thing was if he had like feces on his food or something like that you could get it from like ingesting feces and they found out that their like their housekeeper or like nanny or whatever was making them food and not washing her hands and i don't know if she was like doing it on purpose and then by the time they figured it out she had moved to like another town and did the same thing to someone else and they got sick and then she disappeared and that lady's out there rubbing poop on shit. <laughs> and somebody just told me that the bagged lettuce that you buy at like the grocery store, yeah. that it has shit on it because the Mexicans that are out in the field picking it hate us and they purposely wipe shit on it after they clean it and put it in the bags and we all get sick. Nice. That, uh, that they heard that from an insider Someone that works out in the fields and was like, yeah, we do that shit all the time. Fuck you guys. Yeah, right. So I don't eat bagged lettuce anymore just because of that story. <laughs> it's scary, man. Worms in your brain, man. It's a real thing. And I feel like I have one in there right now. Okay, this says here rabies is also one of the ones that makes you crazy, like a zombie-like. It explains like 55,000 people die annually from rabies. Um... Almost all the deaths are in Asia and Africa. Ah, uh, I just saw this picture of a leper. Uh, yeah, necrosis is another one. Mm -hmm. Necrosis is like where you could have like a limb die. And it just starts rotting? Yeah, and you have to have like a cut off. Man, that's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, so there, there's all kinds of, there's and all there's kinds another, of like almost there's there. There's another one <laughs> called Dysartheria. Something like that, and then it sh it fucking shrinks your brain. Dysarthria. Yeah, something like that like sh shrinks your brain. It looks like. Damn. And then what? that's why you're like, hey, brains. I need brains because you really just need to fill up the space in your head. Yeah, it's crazy. And Man, then lep leprosy also. That X-ray is crazy. Look at how tiny that brain is. Yeah. That's fucked up, dude. What the fuck, man? Yeah. Uh, so it's like in, when you look at all these crazy things that happen in animals and in people, because people are fuck, we're animals, we're, we're no different. We're just like, you know, a different version of those crickets that fucking fuck themselves to death. You know what I mean? And eventually throughout the history of time or throughout the future, and we've only had this short, you know, few thousand years, this definitely can't happen a zombie outbreak or something that is very similar to zombies can happen yeah 
It's a possibility. I mean, I'm, it just depends on if the virus pops up. I mean, I'm sure it's it's not any crazier than like the the influenza is a fucking zombie virus, basically. There's forms of that shit that's a virus that's crazy. Yeah, that, that fuck you up that you can't live through and. Like, I don't know, like, the plague. Look at the plague. The plague was a fucking zombie-ass virus. Yeah. You caught the plague, you knew death was fucking coming. Yeah, people ran from you, literally, like a yeah, zombie. You, you was falling apart. You was looking shitty. Mm-hmm. And I think, that, uh, I, I think that the biggest thing that you guys should take from this is, you know, be prepared. Because we're not saying that zombies are going to happen, but something like this could happen one day or something that calls for a lot of these you know, skills, and it doesn't take that long. You know, right now we have the luxury of the internet. So you could learn how to do things, you know, how to start a fire, how to filter water, you know, what plants are safe to eat and what plants are poisonous. And, you know, you have time to do all that shit right now. And when it's too late, you're not going to be able to get that information. You're just going to have to do whatever it is that you do this could happen and now I, I lost my flow this music came in and i lost what was i saying i'm high now <laughs> you're saying be on your toes be on your toes oh yeah what you really need to do is stay prepared you need to or do something ready. to get prepared one of the biggest things that you could do is exercise you know what i mean make sure that your body is able to move you have some sort of uh some sort of stamina and maybe even try some sort of parkour or free running. That could parkour, uh, parkour. hardcore parkour. That could work out. What a Jesus Christ! This is scary, man. I'm freaking myself out. Zambies. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like shit's getting crazy outside. I'm gonna go out. I'm gonna look into the hallway. Nope. Yeah, it's still not good out there. <laughs> <laughs> holy shit alright man Jay. but uh yeah what I was saying is that right now we have the internet we have all this access to this information so you should learn about it instead of watching you know world star hip hop videos I mean watch those too if you want but spend some of your time getting ready for something like this to happen because when it does happen you want to be somewhat prepared you want to know um how to how to do i mean those things that i said before water food fire shelter you want to be able to do these basic things there's a class uh you know 15 minutes away from me where you can kill a pig and harvest the meat out of the pig and they teach you what's edible what's not edible how to do this uh how to preserve the meat without refrigeration and that would be a good skill to know if something like this happened you know what i'm saying for sure so that's just that's that's the biggest thing that we want you to take from this is that one day you might have to wipe your own ass yeah and there's no better time than now to get prepared we're not saying get crazy on the zombie fucking uh conspiracy theory train we're just saying if if anything say if an asteroid hit the united states today and all of the government was wiped out. Nobody knew what to do. And somebody just came on TV and was like, hey, uh, this is your um, president speaking. And it's obviously not Barack Obama because he's dead. And they go, this is your new president speaking. And uh, we give up. So bye. And turns off. And you just have to take care of yourself. You know what I mean? What are you going to do? How many skills do you really have? How much knowledge do you have? Have you heard of these things? Or do you know about these things? So that's what you need to ask yourself. That's what you need to do. And we love you. And that's why we want you to be prepared because when everything comes back up, we need our listeners. And if we don't have our listener base, then we're going to be screwed when it comes back to, we're, we're going to be the very first and only terrestrial worldwide radio podcast in the future yeah. after all the smoke clears. Yep. So we're taking this show on the road. Mm -hmm. So that's where we go. There it is. Um, NHPFM. NHPFM. Dot uh, com. Nishpumpf. <laughs> I, can't, I can't say it. <laughs> NHPFM. Uh, 
I have to literally type it out. Nymph. Nit. Nipmph. I can't say it. Say it. Try to say it. Just one time. <laughs> nope. Try to. S- no? Nope. Sorry. <laughs> You're just going to make me look dumb and not you say it at all? I see how I, it is. I heard everything said. I heard everything said. All right. Well, um, yeah, there it is. Make sure that you guys survive out there. Uh, there's, there's actually one more thing that I wanted to teach everybody, anybody that's still around till the end of the episode, if you don't mind. Maybe, maybe you can learn something too, Joey. You never know. Yeah. Do you know how to find uh, True North with a stick in the ground? How? I mean, you've heard about it, right? Yep. You've heard about <laughs> you've heard about that theory. And so have I, but I didn't really know how to do it. So it's actually pretty easy. What it is is, uh, you know, the sun, it uh, rises in the east, sets in the west. So everything shadow moves from west to east, you know, naturally, sun going around, blah, blah, blah. So you put a stick in the ground and make sure that it's all like out in the sunshine and shit. Put a rock at the end of the shadow, wait you know, 15 minutes and then put a rock at the end of the shadow again. And then you'll have a East to West line. Now you turn around from your instrument that you just built, put your feet on those rocks and you're facing true North and that will get your bearings no matter where you are. Sounds confusing. Was it? I don't know. Yeah, I mean it's like if you if you need to rewind it, that's fine, but it's uh it's pretty basic. It's a lot more basic than I thought. You just kind of set up the stick with the shadow, put a rock at the end of the shadow, you know, like the shadow's pointing out, put a rock there, wait 15 minutes, put another rock, and then now the first rock is to the east and the second rock is to the west. All right, well, coming soon. Natural Habitat Podcast instructional videos on how to find True North. Brought to you by Mike and Bill, yeah. You know what we should do? We should have William Waffles do it in Portland where there's no sunshine. Good old Portland Bill. Yeah. The Adventures of Portland Bill, who's going to be dropping a new episode of the Omniology Project. Holy shit, Jay. On 420. So, um, yeah. That's that's it for the survival episode. I think we did it. I think we survived the apocalypse. Let me uh, open the door and look out here. Yeah, looks good. Everybody's gone. So that could have been a big uh, a big event that was staged out. Or it could have been an apocalypse, zombie apocalypse, that we have to go deal with now. Or we're both simultaneously going insane. Or that just could have been some bomb-ass dab. Well, A, B, C, or D. Find out next week on the Natural Habitat Podcast. Peace, bitches. The Natural Habitat Podcast.